Well, we have, we have a, a marriage, marriage night, night coming, coming up in, in a, about, about a month, month over a month. month. And I want to kind of give away a couple, couple books. books. And go ahead with, with that marriage slide. slide. Uh, you, you see it's, it's called, called Marriage Life Live, 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 Marriage, marriage of, your of Your Dreams. It's going to be May 15th from 4 to 7 in the Old Sanctuary. So I hope that... You guys, you guys will be, will be a part, a part of, that. of that. And I want to give away a couple, couple books. books. This is, uh, somebody, somebody told me about, about this book, book and, and we're reading it together, together in discipleship by Tony Evans, Evans called, called Married, Married Men Only. only. And, we and we know, just like because we do things like these marriage, marriage nights, nights and we have marriage, marriage mentoring, mentoring because, because we know marriage, marriage takes, takes work. work. You know, you know it does. It, it, it takes effort. You can't, you can't just, just let it go, go and, and just on its, on its own, it will, it will go, go in the wrong, wrong direction. direction. There's, There's no, no treading, treading water, water in your marriage, marriage right? right? You're, either You're either going forward or, or you're going, going backwards. backwards. And so, and so that's, that's why, why we, we do, do these things, things uh, for regular, regular maintenance. maintenance. We also, we also have, have our mentoring program, program that we do, which is just to help those who may be struggling or just need some communication work and various things. So I hope that you'll take advantage of this marriage night and also our marriage mentoring. And I thought about how to give these away today. But then, but then it just hit, hit me before, before the service, service that there's, there's this an obvious couple, couple that needs to go, go to, right? right? Because, because this couple got, got engaged in K-Group last, last Wednesday, Wednesday night, night, right? right? Wayne, Wayne and Shelley. Shelley. And so, and so Wayne, Wayne and Shelley, you guys come up here and grab these books, books, books and give them a hand, hand right? right? Uh, it's pretty it's awesome. awesome. And there's, and there's a video circulating and it was made at the K-Group and it was a pretty cool moment. For Wayne, Wayne to uh, ask, ask Shelly's hand in marriage. So, so goodbye and, and congratulate them. them. I think that this is something we've all been praying, praying for for a long time, time right? And, uh, and we're really, really, really excited for you guys. guys. Uh, we're uh, going to be in John, John chapter, chapter 7, 7, verses 40 through 46. As Chip, As Chip mentioned when he was, when he was talking, talking, that we do go through the Bible verse by verse. And, and Grace, Grace Church, Church, that's one of our, our core values. values. You go through the membership class, class you, learn you learn that. That's, that's one, one of the reasons we do what we do. We do. We're, We're not saying, saying it's the only way to preach, preach but it's, but it's the, the way that Grace Church preaches the Bible. We preach it verse by verse, verse because, because we feel, feel and we know that this is God's inspired word, word, and we feel that's, that's the best way to communicate it, and we want to learn the whole counsel of God. So John chapter 7, verses 40 through 44. When they heard these words, some of the people said, this, this really, really is, is the prophet. prophet. Others, Others said, this, this is, is the Christ. Christ. But, but some, some said, is, is the Christ, Christ to come from Galilee? Has, has not, not the scripture said that the Christ, Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So there was a division among the people over him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. The officers then came to the chief priests and the Pharisees, who said to them, Why did you not bring him? The officers answered, No one ever spoke like this man. Let's pray and we'll look at this passage of Scripture. Father God, we thank you for your word. And God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've given each believer in here. God, your power, your authority, your wisdom. As we, as we learned, learned last week, week to, to be able, able to understand and have, and have your word illuminated and made, and made real into our lives, God. God. And I pray today that this will not, not just be something we check off our list to do. We did, we did church today. We feel better about ourselves. Or that we read, read your scripture, God, God help, help us to see that this scripture, everything, everything we do, do points, points to the reality of Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ and who he is. And God, I pray today that your word will change us. To make, to make us, us more like, like Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. In his, in his name, name we pray. pray. Amen. Amen. So, so I know, I know that, that things, things ha- ha- happen in the 
third, fourth, or fifth grade are probably not very significant to most of you. In fact, you probably have very few memories. But at the time that I was in those grades, we had a third, fourth, or fifth grade chess tournament. And, and we were, some, some of us were nerds, nerds like, like we were into chess, chess, right? And we, and we wanted, wanted to, to like, be, be the best, best chess players, players possible. And so, and so there was, there was a chess uh, tournament organized, and we began, began to have this tournament, and, and it was an elimination thing, so, so after you got, got beat once or twice, twice then you were out, out of the tournament. tournament. Well, well, I made, I made it, it to the semi-final round, and I was playing a guy named Joe Miller. And it was pretty cool because many of our classmates had gathered around to watch the match, many, many of uh, visitors, visitors came in, in like, like parents, parents or whatever, or whatever and, and other, other teachers, teachers came in to watch the match, the match going, going on. And here, and here we were, we thought we were, were going to these brilliant young minds, which, which you know, I'm, I'm sure that, that what was in our mind is multi-level strategy, strategy and anticipating that next move. What we, we thought, thought that was like, we were, we were like all over that, that but you know, reality was, it wasn't was the case, case, I'm sure. sure. But, but we thought, we thought it, was. it was. And, 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 and for third, fourth, fourth, fifth, fifth graders, graders this, this was very, very, very high, high drama, drama stuff, stuff, right? right? And, so and so picture that going, going on. on we're going to return, return to that illustration in a second. But that's going to remind me as I'm reading this passage description. In fact, this whole John chapter 7, we really see like a chess match, so to speak, going on with Jesus, Jesus, the crowd, the, crowd, the people, people from Jerusalem, Jerusalem and, and the religious leaders of the day. And so, and so if you're attracted with this, you have Jesus, he's preaching, and, and then people, people are asking, who is this guy? guy? You know, you know, who is, who is he? he? Some of the some crowd, crowd responds, that guy, that guy has, has a demon, demon right? right? He's, he's crazy, crazy. He's, got he's got a demon. demon. The religious leaders, they don't like what they're hearing. They're saying, go arrest him. Go get him. And then you have other people, they're saying, maybe this guy is the Christ. He's the Messiah. And, and, and they send and arrest him, him and Jesus, his, his move, his chest move, move was, he slips, slips away, he gets away, he moves away. away. They can't, they can't get, get him. And he's, and he's preaching, preaching again, we see a few verses later, he's in the temple again, he's preaching. He's preaching. And, and, and then he says things like, like I'm going away, away. When, when I go, go you're not going to be able to find me. I didn't see right, what's going on here? What are you doing, Jesus? Where are you going? And then he says, come to me and drink. Come to me and drink, and if you drink from me, You'll have, you'll have these, these living, living waters coming, coming out, out of your very innermost being. being. And, people and people are asking them in the text today, today is, he is he a prophet? Is he Christ? And so, and so John, John is writing this historical narrative in a way that really, really draws, draws us into what's, what's being said here. here. He's, he's helping, helping us, inviting us, us into, into the sequence of events, events which, which is much, much like a chess game. game. And, and, and if you know anything about chess, the most valuable player is the king. And once the king is captured, it's over. And that's the goal of many of the people here. Where's the king? And let's go capture him. And so, and so the, people the people had to deal, deal with Jesus' bold claims. claims. Jesus, Jesus could not be this, this normal, normal rabbi, rabbi that existed and lived during his time because, because Jesus made, made these incredible claims, claims that we've seen. And so, and so in verse 40, it says, it says when, when they, they heard, heard these, these words. And so, and so if, if you were here last week, these words specifically go back, back to verses 37 and 38 where Jesus said, if you're, if you're thirsty... Come, Come to me and drink. drink. So he so interrupts. I'm going to go through the sermon, sermon again, again, but he interrupts. This, this huge thing that's going, going on in the temple, this huge water, water ceremony. ceremony. All, All these people, people gather around. around. It's this monstrous event that's happening, that's happening in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. He, he stands, stands up. So they, so they can see, see him clearly, clearly and, he and he begins to say, hey, hey come, come to me and drink. So, so we, get we get the picture, picture here that Jesus is making, making these incredibly bold claims, so, so people, people have, have to do something, something about it. it. They, they have, have to respond to it. To it. He, he doesn't, doesn't just leave us where we, we can just be indifferent. We have to respond to Jesus and his words. So he says, come to me and drink. If you believe on me, 
out of out your innermost being, being will flow rivers, rivers of living, rivers of living water. water. So, so how do, how do they, they respond? respond? Verse, Verse 40, 40 some, some of the people, people said, this, this really, really is the prophet. prophet. What is, what that, is about? that about? Back, Back in, in chapter, chapter 6, six when, when Jesus was feeding the 5,000 with, with bread, bread. You, re you, remember you remember that? that? He fed, he fed the 5,000. Many, Many people thought of Moses, of course, and how, and how Moses fed, fed the people in the wilderness. wilderness. And, and it reminded, it reminded them back, back in chapter, chapter 6, verse 14, of, of who, who Moses prophesied and predicted there would be this prophet, prophet that would come. And so, and so they're, they're reminded, reminded of that, that, that prophet here, here again, again in this, in this chapter, chapter, possibly because Jesus points, points to himself being the living water, water and, they and they think, think well, well, Moses, he called, he called out, out water, water, water out, out of this rock, rock in the middle of the wilderness, the wilderness in the middle of the, of the desert, desert, so they, so they possibly think, think of Moses again and this, and this provision, provision that God provided. provided. So, so is he, is he the, prophet? the prophet? Who is, who is he? Others, Others said, verse 41, this, this is, is the Christ. Christ. And in the, and in the first, first century, century many, many Jews, Jews thought the prophet, this prophet that was referred, referred to, and, and the Messiah, that these were the same, same individuals. Some people thought they were separate individuals. individuals. So, so in this, in this case, case, the people who were talking think he's two, 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 separate, separate, two separate, separate people. Verse 41 again, again some, some said, is the Christ to come from, from Galilee. Galilee. So, so think back, back to my chess illustration for a second. chess match going on here in chapter 7. In our, in our chess, chess match, match, it honestly, honestly couldn't have been scripted out any better than, than it was because, because I, I um, and, and, and as, as I was, I was playing, playing Joe Miller, Miller he, he took my queen, queen which, which if you know anything about chess, chess, the queen is a very, very powerful piece, piece on, the board. on the board. It could do, do multiple, multiple moves and things that other pieces, pieces can't, can't, but obviously the king, the king is the most valuable. valuable. But he, he made, made a move to take my queen. And thinking he had, had me on the ropes and he was going, going in for the kill, kill. he literally he looked, looked at me and he and said, bad, bad move, John. John. Bad, bad move, John. He said, he said that, that to me, okay? okay? And so, and so some, some of the people here that are listening to Jesus, they, they think, think that, that Jesus is, is just, how, how can he be, be the Messiah? Messiah? They're, they're, how, how can he be who he's saying that he's declaring himself to be? And people are saying he is because the Christ can't come from Galilee. And so, and so these people, people are like, checkmate, checkmate. The, Messiah the Messiah can't come from Galilee, Galilee. We, we know he's not coming from there. there. But little, but little did, did they know that they, they were missing something, just like, like Joe Miller, Miller in my chess game, game was missing, missing something. something. I, I set, set him, him up, all right? I did. I, did. I, I set, set him up, I gave him my queen. Bad move, John. Not so fast, Joe. My next move, literally, no joke, was checkmate. Checkmate. And even as a kid, my flesh got the best of me, right? I said, nope, nope. Bad, bad move, Joe, Joe right? right? Bad, bad move, Joe. Joe. I, had I had him. And so, and so in this, this case, case, they think, they think that, that they have Jesus, and they think they, they have it all figured out, out because they, they think he's from Galilee, and the, and the Scripture said that he's going to be from born, born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. So look at verse 42. Has, has not, not the Scripture said that the Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So since, since Jesus' family, family, as they, they knew, knew I mean, the Jewish, Jewish community, community, although there were, there were hundreds of thousands of people possibly in Jerusalem for this incredible time of the Feast of Tabernacle, still the, 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 the population knew a lot about, about the facts of each family. These families, families were gathered, gathered as we talked about, about a few weeks ago, in huge groups, they traveled to these festivals. People knew each other well. And they, and they knew, knew that Jesus and his, and his family came, came from Galilee, Galilee so, they so they assumed he was a Galilean, so he was, he was disqualified, right? right? Based, Based on, on the common, common interpretation of the scriptures, of the scriptures at the time, Jesus was, was disqualified, disqualified from being the Messiah, Messiah because he was, he was from, from Galilee. Galilee. 
But the, but the irony, irony from John, John is apparent, apparent they, they did not realize that Bethlehem was, in fact, Jesus' birthplace. So, so kind, kind of the joke, joke is on them, them right? right? Because, because they, they did, did not take, take the trouble to inquire and find out that Jesus was actually from born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. And, so and so they, they knew, knew the scriptures, scriptures but, they but they didn't take the time to get to, get to know Jesus. Jesus. They, they knew, knew what the scriptures said, but here was Jesus Christ the word, the word became, became flesh, flesh and was, was dwelling, dwelling among, among them, them and, they and they did not take, take the time, time to, get to get to know him and his, his story. And I, and think, I think that, that we, we can, can be guilty of the same thing, thing as well. well. We, we promote all the, all the time, read your Bible, Bible. be in your Bible. So it's so important, important to be reading, reading your Bible, Bible every day. day. But the, but the Bible, Bible is, is meant, meant to read to deepen our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The words of scriptures are to get to know God's heart to commune with, with Jesus and to, and to respond, respond appropriately to his, his beauty and to his, his voice. voice. And so, and we, so can we can turn, turn it into just a, a either an intellectual thing or we, or we can turn, turn it into just, just again, again kind of like, like what I said in the prayer, prayer just, just a check all thing. thing. I, I, did I did my Bible, Bible reading. reading. And, we and we know, know even, even the, the most spiritual person in here, here if they're spiritual, spiritual they'll, they'll be honest, honest admit to admit to you that some days it's very much like, okay, I did it. All right, I got my reading done. And, and we, walk we walk away knowing, knowing that, that, you know what, that's, that's the best, best I got, I got today. today. Or, or that, you know, I really, really didn't put the mental effort and the emotional effort into it, it I should have put into it. But we, we need, need to be careful because we can make, make a decision before we read, read the scriptures. And I, and I encourage you to pray before you start reading. Ask, ask the Holy Spirit to, to slow you down, to still your mind. And to, and allow, to allow, the allow the Holy Spirit, Spirit to begin to use, use the words, words of Scripture, scripture in, your in your life and in your heart. Now, now if, if you're still trying to figure out how to read the Bible, Bible every day, day as, as I said in my Monday, Monday email last week, you've got, you've got to, to develop, develop habits and routines around, around what's important, important in your life, plain and simple. simple. And maybe, and maybe you think, think habits and routines, well, that's, 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 you know, that doesn't mean it's significant. No, that actually means it's very valuable and significant to you, you if you have, have a habit around the things, things that you love. And the things, things that you love, you will have habits, habits around. around. So, so nobody, nobody has, has to tell, tell you to build your life around, around what you love, love right? right? You just, you just do it. You build your life around the things that you love. So you think about the things you love to do, you figure out how to make it happen. You love to fish? You figure, you figure out a way, way to make, make it happen. If you like, if you to, like hunt, to hunt, you figure, you figure out, out how to make, make it, it happen. If you, if you love sports, sports you, you figure out how to watch sports, sports and be involved, involved in it. And so, and so if Scripture is about, about hearing, hearing from God, God knowing, knowing Jesus, having a relationship, relationship then you figure, figure out a way to make, to make it happen. It happen. You prioritize that where that's number one in your life. And so they knew Scripture, but they did not know Jesus. And so the question is, how seriously are we, are we taking Jesus? There's a guy, There's a guy named Jordan, Jordan Peterson, Peterson, and some, and some of you know this guy better than, than I do. I'm, I'm kind of new, new to kind of hearing who he is, but he's, he's a Canadian clinical psychologist. He's a former, former Harvard, Harvard profe uh, professor. He's a very, very interesting, interesting guy. guy. All right, All right so, so if you listen, listen to him, him watch YouTube, YouTube videos, this guy is a philosopher, and he's really trying to figure out and get into religion and claims to be a Christian at some level. He's got some really crazy ideas. But, but what's, what's interesting, interesting about him is, is he, he seems very, very much a person, person in transition to faith. faith. And, and I, I heard, heard him say this, this and, and I just thought this was, was pretty, pretty astonishing quote. quote. He said, when, when asked, asked about Christianity and Jesus, he said, I don't, I don't know, know what, what to make, make of it, taking Jesus seriously. Because, because it, is it is too terrifying a reality to fully believe. 
I don't, I don't even, even know, know what, what would happen, happen to a person, person if, if you fully, fully believed it. it. Let that Let just sink, sink in for a minute. minute. What, what would happen, happen, he says, says if, you if you fully believed, believed. It's, it's too terrifying, terrifying to think, think what would happen if you, if you fully believed in Jesus. You know, I don't, I don't know, know if he's a believer or not, or not but, that but that quote, quote really, really hits right in right the heart, heart if you think, think about, about it. it. Because there's, because there's a, lot a lot of us, us in here, here who we who claim, claim to be Christians, Christians. We, claim we claim to believe, believe. But, the but the truth is, we don't, we don't fully believe, believe. And, that's and that's a process, sanctification, sanctification growing, growing to be more, more like Christ, Christ is definitely, definitely a process, process. and we, we grow, grow. But, but some of us by our, our lives, lives and the things, things that we do and don't do, it reveals, it reveals that our belief is, is either very, very, very shallow or non-existent at all. And he really said, these claims of Jesus... These, These truths, truths that Jesus, Jesus is saying about, about himself and who he is, is you just can't, can't just affirm those and go, and go on your way. way. You've, You've got, got to wrestle with the claims, claims of Jesus and what, and what he, he says, says here. And, and that's, that's what, what the people of the first century, century were doing. doing. They're, they're, they're saying, saying we, we can't just dismiss this guy. guy. All right? All right? You, had you had the common, common people who were struggling with what to do with him. You had the Pharisees who had determined this guy was definitely not the Messiah for various reasons that we'll talk about next week. But they rejected him regardless of the proof and the claims that were out there. But they have to deal with this. And what happens if you really believe the claims of Jesus? Think of verses like Romans 12.1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, God. This, this is your spiritual worship. What does what Paul, Paul say? He says, says if, you if you really believe, and, and as, as you come, come to fuller and, and more robust, robust belief, belief, you're going to see, see that you have, have to offer your body as a living, living sacrifice to God. To God. And, 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 and some, some people, that's just too much. much. Just, just like Jesus, the people who were following Jesus back in chapter 6, it's exactly the same when they said, when Jesus says, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you can't be my disciples. And many, and many of his disciples left, left at that point because they said, said no, we, no, we want, want a little, little bit of Jesus on our terms, Jesus, but there's no way that we can fully embrace you. And so when Paul says, I appeal, I appeal to you to present, present your body as a living, living sacrifice. Imagine if, if rather than just, just checking off your Bible, Bible reading, that we, that we said, God, God today, today I want to be a living, living sacrifice for you. And I know, I know if, you if you don't grace me with that, that today, there's, there's no, way no way I'll, I'll do, do that. that. Because, because I'll, I'll be living, living for myself, myself in my, in my kingdom. kingdom. But as, as I read Scripture and as God becomes alive, and this is about a relationship with Him, then all, then all of a sudden, sudden this, this idea of a living, living sacrifice becomes, becomes something, something that is just God puts on our hearts heart to say, I want my life to count. count. I, want I want it to count, to count for something. I don't, I don't want to just go through the motions and acquire stuff and just, and just live life. life. There's, there's more, more to it. it. And there's, and there's more, more to it because, because what Jesus said, that Jesus said, you've got to deal with me. If you come to me and drink, you believe on me. And so, and so he doesn't, he doesn't give, give other options here. here. It's, 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 it's all him to fully believe. And as Jordan, Jordan Peterson recognizes, better than, better than most of us, it, it's, it's too, too terrifying. If I'm going to believe this, it's going to totally change my life. life. And, and I, don't I don't know what would, what would happen, happen to a person if they, if they fully believed the claims of Jesus Christ. Christ. And again, and again that's, that's not an endorsement of Jordan Peterson. I don't know much about him. But that statement just 
just, just really, really, really struck, struck me hard, hard because, because it's an, an abandoning of our, our self-reliance. Reliance. And it's, and it's a dependent, dependent upon, upon him, him and, and for Jesus, Jesus to quench our, quench our, quench our, quench our thirst. thirst. It's, it's a, a really, really believing that the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit can and produce, will produce, produce this living water, water out, of out of our life. life. And, and, and most, most of us, we're thinking, we're thinking I, just I just don't know that that's true. true. As, As we, we believe and put our faith, faith in Jesus, Jesus, Jesus says he will, he will produce, produce this living water that comes out of us. As we truly believe Jesus, we will truly see that Prayer, prayer makes, makes a bigger, a bigger difference, difference than hard, than hard work. work. Right? right? We'll, we'll value, value prayer. And that's, and that's one, one that I don't, I don't value, value like, like I should. should. I'm, a I'm a doer. I like, I like to get, get out and start, start doing, doing stuff. stuff. But Scripture, scripture makes, makes it clear that, that anything that, that happens, happens for God's, God's will, will has, has to be orchestrated by God, God himself. And that, and that is, is our channel for that is prayer. To pray and align ourselves to his will. Not the other way around. And so, and so we, we believe, believe that more, that more is, accomplished is accomplished through humble prayer, prayer than through hard work. work. Fully, fully accepting God's, God's sovereignty. Fully, fully understanding that God is in control. Waking, waking up each day remembering that we truly are weak, weak and we're needy without, without him. him. And so and in, so our, in text our text today, today people, people knew, knew the scriptures, what it, what it said about, about the Messiah. And people, and people saw, saw something very unique and special in Jesus. And even his enemies saw there was something incredible about the son of a carpenter. They knew, they knew there was something there, there and, they, and had they had to destroy him because he was, he was a threat, threat to them. To them. So, so verse 43, so there's this division, division among the people over Jesus. Over Jesus. Some, Some of them wanted to arrest him, him but, but no, no one, one laid, laid hands, hands on, on him. him. Why? Why, Why, Why did they not, not arrest him? him? Why, Why did, did they not come and get him? him? We've, We've seen, seen throughout this book of John that God's has, has the timetable. Time Jesus, Jesus is on, on his, his father's, father's timetable. Time and God, God is, is in control. And so, and so as, as we've progressed through, through this many, many times, the power and the authority of Jesus, Jesus comes to life because, because we see that, that it's, it's only by, by his supernatural, God's supernatural timetable. And so, and so we see these, these effects and attempts and to arrest Jesus, but they're, they're not successful. Because, because as, as verse 6 back, back in this chapter, chapter said, said, Jesus said, my time has not yet come. My time's, My time's not, not come yet. yet. It's, not it's not time, time. And, so and so you can't, you can't do, it. do it. You can't, you can't arrest, arrest me. me. You can't, you can't get me because I'm the one that's in control because, because the Father, Father is orchestrating this, not, not you. And so, and so can, can we, we believe that? That God, God is totally, totally in control. control. Charles, Charles Spurgeon, Spurgeon, famous, famous pastor, pastor from the past, past he, said he said this, we are, we are immortal until our work is done. Think about that for a second. We are, we are immortal, immortal until our, until our work, work is done. Yes, yes we're, we're mortals. mortals. He acknowledged that. But, but we're, we're on God's timetable. We're, we're trusting him. him. And, and, and obviously, and obviously we, don't we don't do foolish things, things right? right? We understand that, that it's not, not just a determinism, determinism that, we that we just don't, don't do anything, anything and, we and we just you know, let go and just let and God, God just carry us through this. We take real responsibility for our actions and our decisions. But the truth is, it's God who's in control. And we, and we are, are immortal until, until he's, he's ready, ready for us, until he's, he's done, done with us. us. And, that's and that's fully believing. believing. That's, that's the, the level, level of Jordan, Jordan Peterson stuff that, that he's, he's not, not even a believer, maybe, maybe that, he that he understands that, that it truly is a resting in Christ. Christ. A dependence, a dependence upon, upon God and his, and his sovereignty. sovereignty. And so, and so it, it changes, changes the way that we live our lives when we truly, truly embrace that. Because we understand that this level of belief is so dependent upon God that, that we, we don't, don't have, have to worry, worry about, about 
what people, what people think, think about, about us. us. And how, and how we're, we're going to come across. across. Because, because why? why? If Paul, if Paul says, says we're living, living sacrifices. sacrifices. Does, a Does a sacrifice that's, that's on the on altar, altar worry? worry? And as, and as, as, as Galatians 2.20, as I quote, quote a lot, lot we, no we no longer live, but Christ, Christ lives, lives in us. This life that we live in the body, we live by faith. The Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. So we live this life by faith because we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. And that's a lifetime to fully comprehend and grasp that. But I think that's the level of belief that we're, that we're talking, talking about, about here. A belief, a belief that says, says, look, I don't, I don't have to figure it out, God. God. Help, help me, I believe, but help my unbelief. But God, but God I, that's, that's what, what I desire. desire. I want to take, take up my cross and follow, and follow you. And, 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 why, and why don't we think, think that, that way? way? Because, because we've, we've been raised, raised in a culture, culture of easy believism where you sign up for church, put your name on a roll, and you come when you want to, participate the way you want to, and you begin to make your Christianity, Christianity about yourself. yourself. That's, That's not, not biblical, biblical Christianity. Christianity. Biblical Christianity is Jesus at the center, and God's, God's will, will is paramount, paramount to everything, everything that we do in life. In life. So, what so what stops, stops you, you from, from operating, operating that, way? that way? Honestly, Honestly what, what stops, stops you from operating, operating that, way? that way? Maybe, Maybe it's as simple, simple as truly just... just Begin, begin to allow, allow the Holy Spirit, Spirit to work in you to, you to get habits, habits where you're truly, truly sitting at Jesus' feet, feet each day, getting, getting your marching, marching orders, orders coming, coming into Christ, Christ better. better. I would, I would say, say that's step, step number, number one. one. If you're really, if you're really a believer, believer and you want to grow and you want, grow, and you want to know, know God, God more and more, and more that's step, step number one, one is to make, to make it happen in your life, to figure out your routine and your action so that you can surround your life, your life with God, with God rather, than rather than trying to let God, God come around, around your life, life and be a little, be a little piece, piece of it. But God, God be the be center of our life. Of our that's, life. That's, that's belief. And so verse, and so verse 25, 25, the officers then came, came to the chief, chief priests and Pharisees, and Pharisees who, said who said to them, to them why did you, why not, did you bring not bring him? him? So if you so think, if you think back, back to the verse 32, an official arrest warrant was issued for Jesus. They'd had, they had enough. The leaders, the leaders had, had enough. enough. They, said, they said, go arrest, go arrest this, guy. this guy. Now, now interesting, interesting point to, to, to know here. These, these officials, officials who were sent to arrest, arrest Jesus, Jesus were, were the, the temple, temple officers. officers. Now, these weren't the, the brutal Roman, of, uh, Roman soldiers who would have been occupying the land at this time. These were Levites. These were guys who were trained in ministry, and they served in the temple area. And, and, I, and I love the fact that as they return and they say, why didn't you bring him? Their response, verse 46, no one ever spoke like this man. No one ever spoke like Jesus. You see, they understood, just like the general population, that there was something supernatural and unique and special about Jesus. And they were being drawn to that, just like the rest of the population we're struggling with who is Jesus. This guy is special. He's unique. And they were wrestling with that too, to the point where they would disobey their commanding officers. Jesus pushes us. His words are supernatural. And we've got to deal with it. We've got to deal with what he said. And so they know that he has a special wisdom and a special authority. They've seen that he has power over disease, over death, and even nature itself. 
and his bold claims they heard, like, drink from me and you'll be forever satisfied. Jesus made big, bold, incredible claims, didn't he? He told Nicodemus, who we'll see again next week, he told Nicodemus back in chapter 3, if you believe on me, you have everlasting life. You'll be born again. In some way, we just leave it there, don't we? All right, I like that part of the gospel, that I can be born again and I can live forever. And sadly, American Christianity has made the gospel about reaching a destination, which is heaven one day. And this, this life between now and then is like, you know, that's negotiable. Like I, you know, we can talk about that and discuss what that's going to look like. The same gospel that says heaven, eternal life when you die, says take up your cross and follow me. It says living sacrifice. Jesus made these incredible claims. His words are special. And we as believers can't just be indifferent, indifferent or apathetic to these. We have to respond to the truth. So our application today, our head, fully believing in Jesus should be our life's pursuit. Should be the pursuit of our life. If we say that we believe in Jesus, then everything about our life should be going in that direction. And today's Family Worship Sunday, and I, I speak to the kids today, but also I'm going to speak to students, high school, middle school, who are not here because of family worship. You're here every week. But in this time of your life, it's so easy to say, well, I'm going to maybe take this seriously later on down the road. But because right now, I'm going to live life for me. And I don't want to be a boring person. I don't want to be unpopular. I don't want you know, people not to like me. That's not the faith I want. But I do want that security at the end of the day, right? I, I want that heaven at the end. But I don't really want Jesus until I'm ready for him. I want to encourage you to go to your Bible and begin to read your Bible. And read it in a way that you've never read it before. And prayerfully saying, God, I want you to open my eyes to Jesus. I want you to open my eyes to the truth of the gospel. I want to know you. I want to see you through this. And I think just like the soldiers who returned, the officers who returned and said, no one ever spoke like this man. You'll see. There's something amazing about Jesus. Something that says, it's worth it to take up my cross and follow. It's worth it to die to myself in this life. Because Jesus is worth it. Not eternal life. Well, as great as that is, to be in heaven with God forever and a new heaven and a new earth and not to go to hell, that, that, that's, that's wonderful news. But Jesus is the wonderful news, okay? That's the, the greatest news. And so we can't just desire that without desiring the Jesus who takes us there, who gets us there, who is our life are everything. So the challenge today is, are you willing to allow Jesus to be your everything, to be your life's pursuit? And if you're sitting here and you're thinking, it's pretty tough, you know, I'm not really sure. Will you at least pray, God, give me the grace to know you more. Give me the grace to know you more. Just pray that prayer. And, and pray it sincerely from your heart. God, 
I want to want to know you more, but I don't really want it right now. And God, I know I need it. I know this is what I want, but I don't want it. Work and change me. And then our hands, our application. Maybe one or two of you will be willing to do this. Make a list of ways you can serve and glorify God in your present circumstances and situation. Because those of you who say, you know, Jesus is just wrecking my life. He's changing my life and wrecking a good way. I mean, like he's renovating and changing everything about it. I, I just see my work different. I see my marriage different. I see my kids different. I see everything different now. And, and God's just doing this work in my life. We can get caught up in the, just the mundane stuff of our jobs, the mundane things of life. And we kind of just lose focus and we lose energy and we can become even maybe even depressed because we don't have things to look forward to. And like, is my life just, it seems boring. Maybe I need to be a missionary somewhere and that's nothing wrong with going somewhere to be a missionary. But the truth is you are a missionary. And as Jesus, every day he anticipated, what's the will of the Father today? God, what are you doing? I'm only going to do the things that you're doing. I'm, what I see you doing, I'm going to do. Think about how your life would change if you begin to have that perspective on your business lunches, with your employees, with the people at the ball field, with those you come in contact with, all of a sudden it's like, God, I want to see through your eyes. Give me your eyes to see today. And I promise you, when you and I, if we'll do that, the mundane won't be mundane any longer. Relationships will begin to take on eternal significance rather than just temporary, like, got to deal with this person, got to have that person in my life, don't really care for them. All of a sudden, this becomes your ministry. People are your ministry. Instead of just in and out of church, because it's what you do on Sunday, you begin to look for needs, look for people who are hurting, people who need encouragement, people who have exciting news, and you, you want to be a part of that. You want God to use you for his kingdom work and use your spiritual gifts to help build up the body so we'll have unity and we can point people to Jesus Christ through the love that we have for one another. Let's do that, Grace Church. Let's do it individually and corporately. Let's just, as Jordan Peterson said, I, just terrifying to believe. God, help me to believe in a way that just scares me because my life is all for you. Let's pray. Father God, I pray you'll help us, those of, of us who've been praying to you since we were little kids, who prayed a prayer of, of salvation maybe when we were little at an altar. We, we know all the facts about the faith, but we really never truly said we truly believe in a way that just scares us because our life becomes your life, and your life becomes our life. And life isn't about ourselves anymore, but it's about you. And we die. And our life is hid with you, God, in Christ. Christ is, takes our life and hides it safely and secures it. And God, I pray that you will help us to rely on you the same way that we relied upon you for our faith initially. God, help us to rely upon you every day for your will, to live for your glory and for your kingdom. God, I pray that you will increase our faith. Help us to see Jesus as we read scripture and meditate upon your word each and every day. And God, may it come alive in our lives. 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen.